0: I'm a special needs teacher at Billingbrook School in Northamptonshire. I'm currently working with 6th Form. I previously worked in Key Stage 4 and Key Stage 3 and I work exclusively in Special Educational Needs. I was diagnosed only three, just over three years ago, so when I was 41. So I didn't know about it as a child, so it was all very, very new to me. I actually didn't realise why I wasn't coping with my life and that was why I never got to the point where I could sort of stick at anything or anybody would want to keep me anywhere because I was too flighty, not consistent at all, um, very capable but not able to apply myself for any length of time. It was only after being diagnosed that I started to understand that and therefore learn to manage myself. My eldest daughter has Asperger's and that was diagnosed when she was eight. They picked up that she also had ADHD and I resisted it But that was my first um, real exposure to ADHD. I didn't believe in the condition particularly. Not that I didn't believe in it, but I didn't believe that Vicky had it. I didn't know that, I didn't really know that girls got it. I didn't think that it was part of Vicky's issues at all. So I resisted that and I was proved wrong. The day she started taking medication was... Her life changed. Sorry, I a bit emotional about that because it's very difficult, but that's, that's the way it is. I mean, you know, I feel like I let her down by not acknowledging it soon, huh? um Because then her life changed and she's now 25 and doing very well. So, yeah, it's, it's come right. I had Vicky when I was very young and when I was 21, I sort of pulled myself together enough to get myself onto a degree course. All things considered, I'm quite proud of the fact that I managed to get a degree, even though it was only a two-two, and I was capable of more. I still think I did all right considering I was a single parent and I, did, I had undiagnosed ADHD. My early jobs were everything from waitressing to shop work to working in offices. I had lots and lots of jobs during my time as a student, um, and it meant I could be somewhere for a period of time, learn something new, do what I had to do, and come away again, and then go into the next job. And therefore, I was always working, but I was always changing environment, and that worked really, really well for me when I was doing my degree. So. That worked well, but prior to that, yeah, I mean, I, I actually would be working in a, a bar or um, in an office somewhere and I, it was supposed to be a permanent job and it would be gone within six weeks and never really knew why. Um, I never really understood what it was I wasn't managing to do that uh, upset other people. But I really struggled to do things that I find boring or pointless. Now, of course, I can, because I understand that that's my Achilles heel, I'm like, I have to sell my, everything to myself. That's not an excuse, but that's the way it is, and that's the biggest, biggest fall down with ADHD is we just can't do what we don't see as being important or urgent or interesting. If it's none of those three things, we are really going to struggle to do it. I was working as a HLTa in a special school, another one in in Northamptonshire, and I sat down with my head teacher. There were things I could see around me that I just felt needed to be better, could be better, but I wasn't in a position to make those changes, and she sort of having had lots and lots of these conversations just said Janine you you need to go and do your teacher training you need to go and do your teacher training you need to do your teacher training and she really really pushed me um and I was really struggling because I I didn't feel like I was capable of it I knew I was capable of it but I didn't know I would be able to do it and then she said to me in the end you need to go get yourself assessed for ASD and ADHD because I think that is your barrier to doing this I sat down with my GP and he said okay. Um, First of all, I wasn't expecting him to take me seriously. So I got very emotional. And he said, between you and your boss, you probably know more than I do. So I'll make that referral. And we went from there. And because I was about to start my PGCE, my case was pushed forward. And actually I was um, diagnosed within four months. The process of diagnosis, diagnosis is usually a lot longer than that. There's a lot of rigorous testing. I had four different appointments and each of those appointments was about two hours long. They got... Past experiences from my parents, they looked at my school reports, um, they interviewed my husband, they, they were very, very thorough. Um, and because I'd had some childhood trauma as well, they wanted to be sure that the issues I was having weren't as a result of trauma and were actually as a result of ADHD. When the diagnosis came through, I had just started as a PGCE student at Bedford College and my mentor there was just absolutely amazing she sat me down talked to me asked me about what I wanted um, went away and found more information for herself I got myself very clued up in it all and made sure they understood how to help me the concessions I had were I could have extensions without having to ask and I was allowed to leave the room if I needed to but I never did and for the first time in my life I never used an extension I I always had throughout my academic career I've always lived on extension so when I did my master's degree in performing arts I lived in my extension zone I hate to admit that but I did Um, and then when I was in PGCE it was the first time I was really really thriving because obviously I, I was I'd started to take medication so I literally just it changed me. Um, and I had these accommodations, this acceptance and this growing understanding of myself. But they were incredibly supportive at Bedford College. Um they, they helped me so, so much. And I had these accommodations but didn't need them actually because I had them. If I hadn't have had them, I think I'd have really struggled. But the pressure then that came from meeting that deadline came from me rather than from them. And then I think I made me feel like I was more in control and I was therefore able to lift those deadlines in a way that I never had been able to when they're like enforced by that third party. My ADHD with my current employer is used to everyone's advantage. In my class, I have high proportion of ADHD students, yet I have very good behavioural standards really because just by being me, a lot of their needs get met. And that's sort of like an invisible thing that I can't even really understand what it is I'm doing. With regards to literacy, One of the insights that I've been able to give is that even at the age of 44, I still don't write the stages of writing I still don't do together. So I don't think about my handwriting, my grammar, my punctuation and my content all at the same time. I have to do an exercise first where I get my ideas out of my head and then I have to draft that and then I have to correct that and I have to apply the tools after that point. And a lot of students can't do that and although we kind of we do try to encourage students to draft and then write up best actually in practice and the way our society is we actually want everything here and now um, and that can often lead to us not necessarily allowing students with adhd and actually all students probably the, the skills of being able to do their best and apply one one part of what's required after the other rather than expecting them all to come together i cannot do all those things together I'm 44 years old and I'm on my third master's degree yet we're expecting students to and we have to shift those expectations we have to do things by draft we have to slow things down if we want our students to go deep and actually actually get into the work and get the best out of them. Five percent of children are are likely to have ADHD we don't diagnose it to that level and it is actually a lifelong condition so if you have it as a child just you have it as an adult it's a question of whether you manage to manage yourself and your life with it as an adult um, which obviously we do develop coping strategies if we understand ourselves we, we we um compensate we find ways around things Generally speaking, you don't have teachers say, Yep, I have autism, or Yeah, I have this, or Yes, I have that. Um, and I look around me um, and I recognize special needs in people, but you don't often have people who are open about it. We do have support staff that talk about their dyslexia, for example. I think people tend to be quite quiet about it because it's quite exposing, it makes you vulnerable. And I think the problem for me is my ADHD is like the elephant in the room, it's kind of undeniable. When I declared an interview, my head teacher, said thank you for telling us that we have to say that having watched your lesson obs- doing done your le- lesson observation it was quite apparent um and we laughed about it and we've laughed about it since because it's just it is apparent it is there my level of energy my level of enthusiasm I'm all or nothing I have to be I have to give it my everything and it can be quite exhausting and my employer has obviously learned to, to manage that with me and to help me to pace myself so I don't get exhausted but um I, I love what I do and I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't yeah, I want to train as an educational psychologist and I want to specialise in ADHD. And I'm on that road and that that will happen. Um, as I say, I already just go out and deliver training on this. I, I've invested myself quite heavily in making sure that I understand it, both subjectively and objectively. I want to be a leading authority on ADHD in the UK. For more podcasts, blogs and articles, please visit the Society for Education and Training's website at set.et-foundation.co.uk.